Scott. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Joining us now, the head coach of Louisiana Raging Cajun Baseball, Coach Matt Daggs. Good morning, Coach. How's your Monday going? Thank God it's Monday. Huh, Scotty? Hey, it, it's, it's... My an... only regret is that Mondays aren't 48 hours instead of 24. Where does this optimism come from, Coach? I don't know if you're aware, but I was dead. Now I'm alive. So, I mean, that's pretty much gravy. Right? If every day could be 48 hours, you would. I mean, who wouldn't? You know what? More life. Life is precious. Life's a gift, man. Oh, it's quick. It's quick, buddy. You look up, I'm 50. I mean, you look up, and my kids, you know, they were running around the bases last time I checked, and now they're, you know, driving and in college and everything else. Age is just a number, coach. Um, it, let, let's let's talk some Cajun baseball while we got you, my friend. Did you learn anything new? Was there anything that surprised you from opening weekend, or was it about what you what you thought it would be? Man, I'm fascinated, honestly, in all seriousness, uh, by learning and uh, growing. And I learned a lot, me personally, like like new stuff, not just about the team, but just different psychologies and and. Uh, you know, I uh, I really did. I enjoyed kind of just our coaching is so good right now, man. Not I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the guys we've got, and it's it's allowed me to kind of take a view from ten thousand feet at times, and uh, maybe even see a bigger picture at times instead of absolutely in the moment. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I you know as far as the business of raging Cajuns baseball. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't call it learning, but it, it was kind of a uh, proof of concept, I guess you would say, uh, that that we can score in a bunch of different ways. And uh, you know, I thought guys that I thought could pitch, but maybe had scuffled lately, really proved that that they liked the stage, right? And uh, overachieved, and and uh, or I guess you could say, like in Tommy Ray's case, just achieve. Like that's his potential. Uh, and then you know, Toy and Bonds, and uh, how about Raymond Lafleur? Mm-hmm. And and you know, that's just a that's just a few. But I was very impressed by those guys. And more than anything, you know, I think the the thing that stands out for me this weekend, which sums up the business of Raging Cajuns baseball, is. A guy like C.J. Willis, okay? And just to peek behind the curtain, C.J. was on fire coming into the season, on fire in, in spring training games. And he had made an adjustment. And, but he's really emerged as a leader this year. He's a big voice. And so, uh, you know, I don't play. It's just hard to get out there for us. And uh, he was just the best teammate you could imagine. He was a leader in the dugout, a leader in the clubhouse. Uh, he's in charge of making sure the guys handle their duties after a game or practice. And then comes out, gets a pinch hit at bat. He goes down looking. So we start him yesterday, and, and first at bat, what's he do? We play, I told him, I turned around the dugout, I said, we're going to play National League Baseball right here. We'd already scored, so we got a little house money. Kemp hit the jack, and, and so we've got one out. And uh, CJ's up, and we go ahead and play some National League ball, and, and I call it bunt to move, right? So we're uh, 
we're you know trying to get a hit, but first and foremost, we'd like to move him. And he does it, and he's not traditionally been a great bat handler, but he's really worked hard at it. And uh, what happens next, you know, Jonathan Brandon, the captain, gets a daggum backbreaker. That's two out knock RBI. Those are killers, right? And, uh, you know, and CJ comes up again, draws a walk. Then I thought the game changed in the seventh when we go CJ real loud out to left. He's very connected. The knob leads that he catches with some lag on the barrel just under it. Okay, and then Brandon goes like seven, eight pitch at bat. And then Brock lines out the second, and then the dugout knew it. They knew we had it. And we go out, throw up a zero. Bo Bonds gave us a chance to win that game. And, uh, and of course, I think Max uh, O'Shocker, you know, he summed up our program, where we're at right now best or what we're capable of off their closer, first pitch, 100-mile-an-hour ground ball up the middle. And then we just rolled from there. And and you mentioned bunting earlier, right? Bunt to move. You're talking about Willis earlier in the game. There you are. You're down one in the eighth. You said you knew you had it. You get the leadoff hit, but you never showed bunt, not once. And and you talked about it a little after the game, but could you speak again on, on why it never really came into consideration at that moment? Well, it's deep. It goes deep, right? And it's part of our system and, and – no disrespect to UCI because I feel like they're a really good program. Uh, but we we knew we could score a bunch of runs this weekend. We just didn't quite click an approach. Okay, and credit to them, they pitched us tough at times. But like I said yesterday, we haven't put in the work we put in to tie or you know try to tie it and go to extra innings. What a lot of people don't know is at three eighteen, you couldn't start a new inning yesterday either. So because they had a flight to catch. Uh, but when you bunt to win, right, or bunt to tie, you start taking pressure and putting it on the next guy. So, uh, and in addition to that, you start alleviating pressure from your opponent by giving them an out. And I knew the way we run that we weren't going to have to, uh, just because when we get the chance, we're going to steal the bases, especially when TR reached. Uh, so now we got a chance to steal the bases. Our best players at the plate and debarge. Uh, <clears throat> people want to debate me on that probably right now, but don't. He's our, you know, he's going to be a big leader. Uh, and so we get down two strikes and we go into a, a fake bone hit and run, and it was just a perfect pitch. So it's actually like we moved the runners by stealing it. And then they made a curious move, man. Uh, you know, I understand that Kemp's on fire, but you're going to match up against one of the better lefties, in my opinion, in the country. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe they thought they, you know, they got to do what they got to do. It was, a, it was a ballsy move. I'll give it to them. But uh, when they do that, you know Rocco's going to get after it. And then I thought the, the, the biggest play was CJ's at bat. Yeah, given that, getting that extra run scored 5-3. Uh, he singled well, with their side. offense, because UCI, boy, you talk about some veteran guys now. Uh, they don't chase. They put the ball in play, and they get big hits. They had 100. I'm going to put something in perspective for you. A year ago, we had like 70 or 80 two-out RBIs, which is not close to our goal. We always want 150. That's the only stat I really look at. Two-out RBIs, two-out batting average, and runner at third, 
less than two. What's your percentage of scoring them? All right, so that's kind of where the game's played for me. UCI, you're, I'm going to tell you this. UCI a year ago had 180-something two-out RBIs. They're veteran, and they can hit. So that extra run was like an extra five, especially the way Bo was pitching. Had Bo walked, you know, the guy before or the fans, the Cajuns, man, what are you? They were our best player all weekend. I mean, without a doubt. Like it was so refreshing to have that electricity again. There's no, there's no fan base like this. I don't care where you go. You go to the Astros game. There ain't no fan base like this. I, I promise you. Okay. And uh, you know, if Bo Bo had a three-two count on a guy, right? And then one of the better hitters is up, and then another lefty is on deck, and the kid that left here who had really good numbers for us last year. Uh, so Rocco was going to face him, and Bo Bonds would have gone to first base, and then had he reached, I'd have brought Bo back off of first, and he'd have faced the righty. Bonds was charged up, man. Um, you, you mentioned that's Toit. Bonds. That's, that's real, right? That's who he is. You mentioned Toit. Uh, we saw a lot of energy and he's very expressive and I want to circle back to Friday for a moment coach I know we're kind of circling back to different points of the weekend but you mentioned Tommy Ray I, I was thoroughly impressed by him uh, we got to talk to him after the game he just seemed very comfortable and you spoke to how far he's come just since the fall and I said what was the key he just said maturity more than anything else he said it's just maturity and you know uh, you got the sense who said that uh, Tommy? Tommy Tommy said that about himself uh, when I asked him, oh, good for him. And um, you know, good for him. Do, do you feel like I know we're going to shake some? Th- I mean, is he has he earned a starting spot? Are we thinking that far ahead? Because I know you still want to throw a lot of guys you didn't even get to throw yet this week. No, he's going to start next weekend in Round Rock. I'll tell you that. I mean, look, this is a game plan system, just like Bill Belichick. We're going we're going to pitch and play who we think gives us the best chance to win game to game. It, it, you're 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 a fool if you play for us based on results and think that that's enough. You've got to be able to contribute and fit in the system, and so that's day to day, man. And like I said yesterday, if you're wearing red right now, we know we can count on you. You've you've already been through the grinder. Connor Kippel, coach, his power on full display this weekend, his athleticism. I I, I think back to. What we saw from Kemp at the plate a year ago, what's changed most for him in his approach at the plate from a season ago? Well, it's all it's all approach driven because he's got he's got ability to get paid to play, right? Because I mean, he's got two of the discernible tools in speed and power. Uh, he's got a plus arm, so there's another one. Uh, you know, the hit tool and the field tool. You know, they are what they are. But he's learned a definitive couple, two or three different approaches, right? I think you saw him this weekend. Just to the naked eye, you won't realize it, but he was in about three to four different approaches throughout the weekend, and he executed all of them. Uh, you know, he's learned how to fill up the batter's box. Uh, he's six four or five, whatever he is, and uh, you know, we had been in the past kind of kind of short striding. And so that would lead to some spins. 
and now you're starting to see him hit like he's six five or or you know however tall, uh, and really gain some ground and attack the baseball with direction. And when he does it, dude, I'm telling you, it's a loud noise. Uh, and there's going to be swing and miss, and that's okay because we get return on investment. I'm fine with swing and miss if, if we're hitting doubles and jacks. And then we got a certain group of guys that need to focus really. Well, they all do, but they need to focus on getting on base. And I thought Shock and TR played that to a T this weekend. Head coach Matt Daggs, Louisiana Raging Cajun baseball coach, our guest. This is the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports to barge. Um, you spoke earlier about him as a player, and you were talking about his bat, um, but I know you mean the complete player, right? I, I, I look at, I think it's some of the shortstops that have come through UL over the years, and I guess the luxury that the Cajuns have had of guys that have started at that spot for maybe three straight years all of them had one thing in common. They just they played beyond their age. The defensive IQ for DeBarge, sort of his comfort level in the field, it seems to be, I don't know if he's 18 or 19, but but from a defensive IQ standpoint, it seems like he's a lot older. Well, and he's a natural-born winner, right? He's just a natural-born winner and went to a championship high school. I mean, he's got the pedigree. And he just has it, you know, whatever Manziel had, Bregman, Baby Trey had, you name them, he's got it, however you want to define it. You can't really scratch that itch, right? And he, uh, you know, for for a high school kid, and this is what Baby had, and Bregman and those guys, his his defense never succumbed to his offense this weekend. And that's pretty impressive. It, it shows a, a mental maturity in terms of the game of baseball, I think, more than anything, right? Um, it, it's it's just... Oh, whenever, he's a dog, man. Yeah. He just wants to win, I promise you. There is no stat in his mind but winning. Coach Matt Deggs, our guest, ESPN uh, Lafayette, best ticket in sports. This is something uh, Brad Toppin and I were kind of chatting about with each other, and, and I got to ask you... Do you, like, just see a strong arm from a guy that might not be a pitcher and just ask if they can pitch? Because you referenced Trey LaFleur earlier. I mean, he was a hitter at Ole Miss. And then you see him in there this week, and you're like, look at that lightning speed from the left side. I think in in one of the pregame interviews this week, and you mentioned that that Rocco might pitch. I know he didn't, but I didn't know he could throw. Do you you just see a guy with an arm and just ask him no matter, like, what their position is when it comes to to pitching? Well... Not really. Arm strength from a position, oddly enough, does not translate a lot of times into velocity on the mound. So, like, we had Tyler Naquin at A&M. He's a big leaguer now. Uh, and with the Indians and most recently he's with the Reds. But he throws 100-plus from right field. He just does. Well, we put him on the mound at A&M, and he throws 87 to 90, 91, okay? Uh, it's not about pure arm strength on the run as much as it is about your hand. And does the ball spin? And do you have the ability to change arm angles? And when you see that, and, and, and the guy's accurate, like Tally. Tally wasn't a pitcher. We had tryouts one day because we were left-handed deficient. 
And I think we ran Brennan, Tally, Frank, Haney, you know, all the left-hand throwers uh, through a, a little throwing program and bullpens. And Tally, yeah, he could spin it. He could spin it. And, uh, you know, the same with LaFleur. He's got he's got a high kind of Chuck Finley. There's an old old one for you, right? Uh, and he's angular. He's got a high angle that's downhill with angle, and it's tough. And there's velocity behind it. You know, Trey is is just a high character kid, and it didn't work at Ole Miss for whatever reason. But Trey is a second chance guy that he was so coveted out of high school, he turned down a bonus with the Mets that you know. A lot of us will never see in a year's time, like money-wise. Like, so he's willing right now to do whatever it takes. And man, he may reinvent himself. And this was just necessity because he hurt his back, right? And that's why he's not swinging it because his back got hurt. And uh, he's overcome a lot. He missed the fall. He re uh, he rehabbed. He got back. And in our first practice of spring training, he hurt the back again. And the kid. Could have tapped out, but he's got high, high character, great family, and uh, reinvented himself to do. That's the theme of this group. They'll do whatever it takes for their brothers to just for us to win. And look, don't judge us off one weekend because it could have been better. It could have been worse. But, you know, the thing about it is let's play the long game here. Let's don't uh, get caught up in the here and now as much as how good we can can get. And, uh, you know, that's what I told them after the game is, the best thing that'll, that's going to happen for y'all on this journey, it, it hasn't happened to you yet. So don't get so caught up in that. So let's keep working and get better. Fair enough. Looking ahead to tomorrow. Is there, I, I know you wanted to throw a lot of arms going into the weekend, and there's still a lot of guys that haven't thrown yet, and it's very early in the season, as you put it. You've only played three games. Is there an ideal number you'd like to throw tomorrow against Southeastern, or is it, you know what, we're just going to wait and see what happens during the game? Well, once again, you know, I don't want to day trade here. I want to play the long game and and uh, we'll make good investments because I do believe, although we're assembled off a scrap heap in comparison to what our competition is going to be late in the year, okay, we don't have a fancy Ferrari logo, and I'm fine with that. So we've got to figure out some of our parts here, and uh, some of them are pretty dang good. They just had not had a chance yet. Uh, you know, so yeah, to answer your question, uh, we'll run Tally out there first. I want to try to get some more pitch count on him. I'd like to see Dirk. I'd like to see Christy, uh, for sure. Jake Hammond. Uh, you know, so we've got, fortunately for us, we've got a bevy of arms that, you know, are, have a ton of potential to help get us where we want to go. And, uh, be a great night for that. Coach Matt Diggs, our guest. Final thing, Coach, on, on Cajun baseball. Um, you mentioned early in our conversation about your staff. So I'll, I'll just pick one of them. We're talking pitching. Pitching coach Seth Thibodeau. What is the in-game interaction like between you guys? Just Cliff Notes version, just out of curiosity. Well, I can be very uh, – I just go with my gut, and I can be – it's something I have to really make a cognitive effort on. I can be domineering in a dugout and uh, not so much day to day, but 
uh, I just trust Seth. You know, I've played against him too many times, and I trust him offensively. I trust him base running. I trust him fielding. I trust him pitching. I trust him, you know, on the field, off the field, uh, anywhere you name it. And uh, that's why, you know, good Lord brought him in here. I have no doubt about it. And uh, so I just enjoy the game, honestly. I'll chip in, you know. I'll I'll make some suggestions to him. But everything else all this weekend, you know, that's that's on side. Coach Diggs has been our guest. Coach, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I know you got tomorrow's game. Hey, I'll game. tell you this, too. Don't don't just get caught up on one, one guy because it's a team effort. Well, you I'm, know, Jake Wells, is a, yeah. he's a pit bull. And, you know, he busts his butt, Zach LaFleur, Carter Munch. I mean, I go through the whole Bab. I mean, Bab's holding this thing together like glue uh, in the areas that a lot of people don't see. So, uh, I'm going to leave something out. You know, Brian Davis and James Lang, our RPC coach. You know what the RPC is, don't you? Sure. And and you got... What? What's the RPC? The, the RPC coach, you said it. The RPC coach. He does all that good stuff, right? No, he's the regret prevention coordinator. <laughs> you that's say our, RPC, I'm thinking of like retail performance company i'm no, not even kidding man, i was what, like where's he going with this room. okay okay i got you there that's you go. what we call the weight room regret prevention center <laughs> I, I was like where's he going with this retail performance thing i'm like all right i don't uh, want you to be 30 years old you know 10 beers deep with a bunch of regret let's I put in the work right now i got it i got it well i, I you know i don't want to like give you like spoilers but i was going to ask you about a single person on the staff each week this week you just happened to be Coach Thibodeau. sully i know i know i gotta i gotta watch out for everybody man well i mean you 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 made it a point and you meant it um each each after each game this week and then again on social media last night you, you had a, a message for the cajun fan base so we can close with that um only because three games i love in. them i love them I can't tell you what the people here mean to me and my family. And I just want these – our boys are uncommon, man. They just are. They're uncommon in everything they do. And I want them to get to experience that. And they got a taste this weekend, man. And it propelled them. They like it, right? <laughs> they like it. This is a group of guys that are fans. we got a bunch of hams out there, man. They like to be on stage now. Well, after last year, you know, not having the, the, the typical atmosphere, obviously, on game oh, day. Oh, it was terrible. Your first year, you only had, you know, I think 10 or 11 home games. And, um, you know, and they, they were good. But, man, when you put guys, you know, we're flying around. Dude, like, Cajuns go crazy for that stuff. And there's no other. This is the best school in the country for me and my family and for all these uncommon boys we got. I promise you that. We're the best school in the country. Coach Matt Deggs has been our guest. I appreciate it, man. It's always fun talking. And, uh, you know, it's it's Monday. But if anyone wants to get Thank fired God. up on a Monday, they just they just got to listen to Coach Deggs because now I feel more fired up. I thought I was awake before we were even chatting. I felt alive, but now I'm even, like, more fired up. Well, and you let in with Ryman and Steelen. I mean, that's I it. Mean, you made it a point to text me and say, I Max gave you the Mark wrong Rock favorite Geo, Beastie right? Boys song of all time. You said it's actually rhyming and stealing, which I figured was more your style for sure. So, Well, you hit me out of the blue. I don't, you know, it's been a while. I mean, 1986. Get it into I mean, the rotation, what do you, what do you want Coach. Me to do? Get it into the rotation. That's all. We should play it after uh, Shock or somebody steals the bass. How about I'm, that? I'm down. I'm in it. Get everyone fired up. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, Coach. 
See you, Scotty. All right. That is head coach Matt Diggs. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show continues after this. Oh,